Hello and welcome everyone to another InventRight webinar, Master the Art of Licensing. We got a great speaker for you today. Before we introduce him, we'll tell you who else is on the line. I'm over there on the left, the guy without the glasses. My name is Andrew Krauss, and I co-founded InventRight with Stephen Key, the guy over there further on the left. And he is a successful inventor, and we have partnered up 20, it's almost 21 years ago, Stephen, now. And we've been coaching and mentoring inventors ever since to license their products for royalties. And we have been doing this series during the pandemic almost every single week. And we're bringing on incredible speakers. Right, Stephen? Well, you know, Andrew, what's amazing is that the speaker we have tonight, uh, he's a lawyer. And mm -hmm. he's going to give us some free advice. Now, you and I both love free. And you know that our audience knows that with the 600 videos on InventRight TV, we explain how to license ideas with all those videos. We write books. We've done a thousand articles on Forbes Inc. and Entrepreneur on how to license ideas. So we love giving away information, good content that our audience, our inventors can actually use, save a little money, educate themselves, and basically get down the road to commercialize their inventions. And that's why I'm really happy that I stumbled across this amazing video. Now, there's a lot of videos out there, everyone, and, and I'm always looking for good content. I stumbled across this particular one with Steve, and we're gonna bring him on in just a second. And he did this video on how you can file a trademark yourself, Andrew, and, and I watched it. And it was tw it's about 25 minutes long, but it's so good that I thought, well, this is really amazing because I have filed my own trademarks over the years, and I think it's fairly simple to do. And I filed for 13 and uh, actually got 13 and never had an issue with it, but I didn't watch this. I, I've never watched the video. I kind of just stumbled along, but when I saw this video with Steve, I thought, we've got to share this with everybody because it's just, it's just good. It's easy for people to understand, and it's going to save you some money. So, Steve. Thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Stephen and Andrew, and uh, just you know, for number one, finding my video. That's kind of what what I do it for to to try to find clients and and uh, you know make connections, business to business connections with people like you. And so I love what you guys are doing at InventRight, and appreciate you finding me and having me on. And I'm I'm well, a fan of yours, and and I'm a fan of Free Ninety Nine as well. Well. Thank you. Information now, wait for a free, as I say. Information for free. Now, wait a minute. You're you're a lawyer giving this type of information away for free. Why is that? Well, that's a great question. Um, I would just say years ago, um, I, you know, I went to social media marketing seminars and different things and a lot of uh, different studying on how to build your brand and your business in, in the legal profession. And a lot of a lot a lot of the main complaints that people had with, with lawyers was you know the lawyers would have a bad name or this ad or their billing practices. But really, like trust was a big issue. Who do like with with the sea of attorneys? There's a there's a million attorneys. I, I believe there's a million two or a million five attorneys in the United States. How do you pick the right one? Uh, even if you drill it down into intellectual property law, which is what I do, how do you drill it down into just how do you find the attorney that you want to work with? So 
um, I always enjoyed when I was a kid doing videos. And so I decided I was going to try to show my personality. I was going to show what I know. And I also wanted to show some things that I wished they would have taught me in law school. And as they, you know, as they say, when you go to law school is they don't teach you how to be a lawyer. They teach you how to think like a lawyer. So there was a lot of things that I wish they would have taught me. I know there we my channel, uh, my YouTube channel has a lot of uh, wet, uh, law students, paralegals, things like that, people that are not familiar with all these things. And so I decided to show my personality, share share my information, general legal information only. And by the way, on on this show today, uh, per our ethical rules, I need to make sure that everything is general legal information only. I need to just say that for the record, but. Uh, but yeah, so it's been a, it's been fun. I've got some fun comments. When I first posted the video, somebody said, "Oh my God, lawyers are going to hate you for this." But you know, there was already legal Zoom out um, or Zoom legal. I'm not sure which one they are, but um, but they have you know they came out and they had a low cost offering, and it's and it's been I think it's technology that kind of technology has made it tougher for trademark lawyers. So I said, you know. I'm going to share what I know. I'm going to show my personality. I'm going to try to stand out in what I'm doing. And I, w I want to build trust and I want to have a website that's based yeah. on where can I go to find the truth. So, got it. Well, I can not thank you enough. Now, let's talk, Andrew, go back to that. Um, this is the website, you guys. If you want to find more about Steve, check him out. He does a lot of stuff. We'll talk about that at the very end. But I want to talk about, thank you for putting the slide up. I love, you know, it's funny. I'm an inventor, but over the over the years, there's been a reason why to file a trademark. Sometimes I had a product. Sometimes I started a company. It, it, it you know, it, it all depended, but all depend on what I needed it for. But I found it was fairly easy. What I found that was complicated was the USPTO's website at times to navigate it. That's always a little difficult, but I always got through it. And it was really affordable to do it myself. So I think a lot of people are gonna find this extremely helpful. So let's, why don't we do this? Why don't we just jump in and um, wait a minute, before we start, Steve, what's an average cost for someone to hire you or somebody else for a trademark? Well, I, I, you know, I can, I can tell you back in the good old days, as I would call it, I've been practicing since 2004. I would say back in the good old days, of trademarks, um, you know, my fee was about fifteen hundred, and okay. as you know, where where we are now, we're we're probably talking less than a thousand, depending on if something's super complicated. But in general, less than a thousand, and that includes consulting, choosing the right name, mm -hmm. searching, you know, searching to make sure you've got a good mark, the process, any follow up okay. things. Okay, so but basically, you can do it yourself for you know, two to three hundred dollars, correct? Well, yeah, and let me just make clear. So what I'm saying is you would have the attorney fee and then you would have your your okay. registration fee, your two twenty five or your two seventy five per class. So the, the fees okay. are always extra depending on what you want to do, but 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 you yeah. Know. Okay. But I want I want everybody to know if you can hire um someone in the legal profession and a patent attorney or someone that's in the field of intellectual property that's an attorney i highly recommend hiring someone to do it for you and it's easy i think they're going to do a fantastic job 
and it, it gives you um, a little bit more confidence that you're doing it right. But you can do it yourself, and that's why we're doing this class tonight. So mm -hmm. why don't we just jump jump on in, Andrew, and um, start with the video. Okay, so so we're going to go ahead and play. Steve did such an amazing job with this video. We're going to play a 26-minute video training you on how to file a trademark without a lawyer. There might be little things as we watch that Steve says at the end, like, well, that changed a little bit here or there. But for the most part, it's the same today as it always has been. So we're going to go ahead and play that, and then we'll come back. We'll do some Q&A. I'm sure you guys will have some questions, and it'll be a lot of fun. So here we go. All right. Hi again, Attorney Steve Vontran. We're back. Licensed Practice Law, California and Arizona. We take federal trademark cases and copyright cases, intellectual property nationwide. All right. In this video, we are going to be talking about the getting a trademark without hiring a lawyer. Okay. So a lot of people want to come out of the gates. A lot of startups, they want their trademarks, but they're going, yeah, then the attorneys want like 1500 bucks or two grand. And so this video really is about how to get your trademark or to apply for a trademark without an attorney if you're in that position. So let's just go, the trademarks is basically a federal, this is a federal um, registration system, okay? So there are state trademarks. You can register to get state trademark protection in your state. Most states that I'm aware of have a state trademark registration system, but really the granddaddy and what everybody wants is these federal trademarks. These are gonna give you the nationwide rights. That's what a lot of companies are looking for, especially just getting out of the gate, wanting that protection that they can sell nationwide, okay? And this is for your goods or your services. You can get a trademark for your products. You can get a service mark for your services, okay? So what I'm looking for actually is a, I'm gonna be going for a service mark to describe my services for my law firm. And I'm looking for the name the first name in legal services. So one of my branding techniques that I use on Facebook, on my live videos and elsewhere is attorneysteve.com, the first name in legal services. And so I wanna go get a trademark for that today. So what I wanna do is just go to the USPTO, that's the Patent and Trademark Office, click on your trademark button. And if you wanna search, it's always recommended that you first do a search just to see if there's anyone else already there. Why would you apply for a trademark if somebody's already there, you would be wasting your money, okay? And once you file these things, you can't get them, you can't get your money back, okay? So let's just go the first name in legal services and let's do a search and see if anybody has that. So I search, I don't see anything there, so I feel pretty comfortable. Now I've also done that, which you haven't seen, I've also done what I just call a common law search, searching around, seeing, seeing what else might be out there, but I didn't see anything. So I feel pretty good that I can get a service mark for the first name in legal services, which describes my services. We are the first name, attorneysteve.com. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna say, fine, I feel good about that. I'm gonna go get that trademark. So here's how I do it, okay? So go back to your USPTO, click your trademarks button, go apply online. Now this is T's and there's different um, ways to apply, but I just come right here to the T's, okay? And you have your T's reduced form, regular form, T's plus form. Now you can see here, the classes of goods and services here are only 225, and it goes up from there. 
Um, the T's reduce fee form. If you have a long description that you want to get in there, this is it's better to go this way. I just filed one, for example, for clothing, and because I had hurt, you know, shirts, hats, hoodies, you know, all that stuff, I put it in here with a with a uh, with a special description of the goods. Okay. So, but I'm going to go for my purposes. I'm going to go right here. It's 225 per class of goods and services, and we'll get to that in a second. But here's all you do: click on this. This is going to pull up the page. Read everything on this page. I don't have time to go over all this for you. This is quick and dirty. But read everything on the page so you understand what's going on. And for me, since I'm an attorney filing this application, I'm going to get right into it. Yes. Um, if you had a previously um, saved file that you were working from, you could do that. But I'm just going to go continue. So that's easy. Page one. Owner of the mark is going to be my law office right there. So you type in the name of your law office or whoever's going to own the mark. And it could be a corporation. In my case, it's a corporation. It could be individual. It could be a partnership, joint venture. It could just be a sole proprietor. It doesn't really matter. Um, get that in there. If you're a company, you may want to consider corporations. We can help you with California and Arizona corporations. But once you select that, get your state in there. This is going to be California. Okay. And then you're going to have your street address. So we're just going to use our our office address there up in San Francisco California and you can do your zip code do your zip code there and you can type in some of this is pre-populated from previous trademark filings your phone your fax the items in red are required you have to have those these you do not but these can be deemed as helpful if you have a website you can put that in there if you want and I'm just gonna I'll just put for now I'll put attorneysteve.com I've got my email address in there so bingo so now you're done with two pages okay check to make sure everything's right you want this to be accurate okay so check to make sure everything's right if you say yes that looks good go continue down here at the bottom okay so now you're down with two pages you're working your way through here okay owner of the mark corporation whoops uh, you must specify through one or if you make an error, you will see this up here at the top, which is good. It just alerts you that there's an error. You must specify through one of the four checkbox DBA, also known as the actual name. So here, uh, well, the problem is I accidentally pre-populated that. And I did not want to do that. So I'm not I'm not a DBA. I'm not also known as it's none of that. So um, let's just keep it at that. And let's try to continue again. Okay, so now we're on the next page. Now they're asking me what kind of mark I'm applying for. If you're doing a logo and all that stuff, you can click here, special. You can also get trademarks for sounds. People don't know that. A lot of people don't know that, but like the Intel sound, do, do, do. You know, you can, any, any kind of sound mark that's distinguishing your goods and services, you can get a sound mark for. That's pretty cool if you think about it. Um, so think about that. Uh, this is your logos, but for me, this is just a standard character. And I'm just going to put the first name, the first, if I can type it, that is the first name in legal services. Okay, so that's what I want. You can preview it here. The first name in legal services. Like, well, maybe I'll just capitalize the I while I'm at it, you know. So we'll just, we'll just do that. The first name in legal services. Okay, that looks good. That's what I want. That's going to be my trade mark or should we call it my service mark and same thing when you get a trademark or a service mark you get the r with the circle on it that's what you want 
Okay, so that's what we're going for. Now, if you have an additional statement to add, sometimes you have, this happens quite a bit, actually, you have to disclaim something. Like, let's just say you're trying to get the word um, amazing legal. Well, you, you'll have to disclaim the words amazing. You'll have to disclaim the word legal. And you would just come through here, check the box, and you would just come in here. This is important. And, and a lot of times I'll see applications that are rejected or you'll get an office action letter from the USPTO because they'll say you didn't disclaim the word legal. You can't be the, you can't have a monopoly on the word legal. What are you thinking? So, but because mine's a phrase, the first name in legal services, you know, I should be good on that. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to go with that. So I'm just going to put the first name in legal services, no additional statement. Because it's just a slogan and it's, and it's, and then, you know, if you want, like I say, you know, you could put, you can put this, I mean, it's up to you, but you, so you can come here and then maybe just to disclaim it, we'll put, I'm not seeking any exclusive right to use the word legal services apart from the mark. So that may help the examiner. Okay. These, these once filed, they go to an examiner who examines them to see if there's any prior marks or any conflicts or anything out there in what we call the common law or any domain registrations or state trademark registrations. They're looking for confusingly similar, similar marks. If there's already a confusingly similar mark that's out there in the big world, or if there's a pending trademark application, you might not get your mark. That's why it's kind of important to search. Do a good search in advance before you're trying to file these. So you've seen we've rolled through these pages pretty quick, actually. So now we're down here to adding, and again, read these pages, lots of information on here. There's some helpful videos and things that can, that can help you if you don't know what you're doing, okay? Of course, we also always recommend seeking legal advice. This video is not a substitute for legal services or seeking legal, or seeking, it's not a substitute for, you know, retaining a counsel and discussing with a lawyer. Okay, it's just general information. But I'm going to add goods or services is the next thing you do. Now, what this is basically is, so I have my my legal services, and you know, it what the USPTO has done is broken the the basically broken the business world down into 45 different classifications, and you're trying to tell the trademark examiner which classification you're in. You can't get a protection in every single category. I mean, like I wouldn't get first name in legal services for clothing. I mean, that wouldn't be, I mean, I guess you could do it if you wanted to, but you know, I want to get into the legal services category. So what you got to do is hit your add goods and services. Okay. Now up here, I can just, this is very helpful. Legal services. Let's just type that here. So here's the different classes. Now, remember I said it was zero to 45. You have these different classifications now also um, so let's just look at that actually I'm, I don't want to digress on you but so you have all these different um, legal services that you can that you can find out some of them most of them as you can see are in class 45 so that's looking like it's going to be the the um, the category that I want to be in but let's see you also see like 36 Automotive club services providing reimbursement for legal fees. See, that's not exactly where I want to be. So what you're looking for is this one, you know, legal services, namely providing customized information, counseling, advice, and litigation services in all areas of international law. Well, I'm not doing international law, so that doesn't quite fit. And as I mentioned in, in the first screen, if you have a custom 
um, description that you want to use, you can go to the T's RF, that's a reduced fee, that would have been the different link to start with, and you can go in there and put your custom names in. But So I'm kind of looking for something, you know, like this, legal services, namely providing customized documentation, information, counseling, advice, and consultation services in all areas of and you can special specialize your law so that's pretty close you know so I'll take a look at that and then what you do basically is you come down here insert your checked entry so I clicked as you can see where was that class 45 legal services okay so you got your class 45 and you have different things here, legal advisory services, legal consultation services, um, like I said, all kinds of different things. But just, let's just say that you feel you feel good and you say, let's, let's go, let's insert the checked entries. And we're right here, actually. Um, so legal services, namely providing customized documentation, information, counseling advice, and consultation services in all areas of now you can get narrow and you could put you know copyright law all areas of copyright law that would give you really more specific protection but I'm gonna put intellectual property law is what I'm gonna put okay so we're just gonna add that actually we're gonna remove that okay so you have that there okay so we have our class 45 we have our legal services Okay, and that's intellectual property law. That's what we want to do. Let's see. Let's just do, let's open it up a little bit more because sometimes I do different cases. I'm going to put business, real estate, and intellectual property law since I also do cases in these other areas. Okay, so what you're going to do there, so you have that, and you are going to, you are going to insert the checked entries. Now you can see what it's done. Okay, so now we're on the next page, the basis for filing page. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. Again, a little helpful videos here if you want to do it. Um, if you want to go and add more classes in, of goods or services, in other words, you want to be in additional classes besides 45, maybe you wanted to get back in that other one, or maybe you wanted to get into the educational class or clothing class, you would go, go back and add more classes. Okay, but I'm fine with this. And again, you want to just check it, okay? I got my class, legal services. This is what I'm doing. Advice, counseling, consultation services in all areas of business, real estate, and intellectual property law. Okay, so I'm narrowing it down there. So if somebody wanted to come in and do this in divorce law, well, maybe maybe they would have an argument that they're that it's different. But there would also be an argument that there's a likelihood of cons consumer confusion which would allow, if my trademark registered, would allow me to try to oppose somebody else's registration of the same mark. So, but I like to put it in the areas where I practice. I like to be specific and say, this is what I do. And if you're in divorce law, do I really care? Um, if you say you're the first name in legal services in divorce law, you know, not really. I mean, I'm not, I'm not competing with you. I'm not concerned that our, our clients are gonna be confused. Okay, so let's get down. So now we've got our trademark. Um, we have done that now let's see what else we have here okay so you're going to do the 
section 1B. Now, there actually, I should just say, these are the two main ways that marks are registered. There's foreign marks here, but let's not concern ourselves with that. Either you're actually using this mark in commerce now, or you're intending to use it. So intent to use is what we call the 1B filing. That's for the startup companies, and they're saying, well, I'm just starting up, and I, but I want to preserve this so we can go and put a lot of marketing and put a bunch of uh, advertising. We want to get some investors. You know, let's get our trademark. So this would be your 1B filing. If you're already using it in commerce, that's interstate commerce between at least two states, then you can go do an intent now. So what I have, if I go to my, my main website, you can see that I have this. This is my main website. You can see that I have this here, welcomeattorneysteve.com, the first name in legal services. So I'm using this on my internet, which is accessible by all states and countries. So that's basically being used in interstate commerce. So we're good with that. Now, so let's do, so I'm actually using the marks. Let's do a section 1A, actually using the mark in commerce now. Let's click that button. And I must have already clicked it. So let's just go continue. Whoops, no, I guess I didn't. So it's, sometimes you gotta play with this a little bit. So I'm using my mark now, okay? Now, it's asking me, you can see here, let's just, and again, you got your videos up here, instructional basis, blah, blah, blah. If you want to add more goods and services, you go here, okay? And again, if you wanted to customize this, you would go back and use the T's reduce fee, RF, okay? And then you could customize it. But So I've got this, you know, fairly well customized. Now, what they need is a specimen. Since you said you're using it in commerce, they want to see a specimen, so I go, okay, let's get you a specimen from my computer. Let's choose a file, and I'm going to go to my downloads, and I'm going to do the first name in legal services. There's my, there's my JPEG, and that's just a shot of my home screen. Okay, that's all I'm doing. So I'm going to attach that. Okay, first name, there it is, my JPEG. I'm going to attach that. And there it is, you can see it linked there, so you're good, right? Now, you're gonna to wanna to return to application. And you see your file is attached. That's what you need to make sure that your file is attached. And it's asking you for a description. This is um, an example of using my slogan on the home page to my legal website. So tell them what it is. And then they want to know the date of first mark used anywhere, anytime the mark was first used. And I've used it some, some prior times to this. I, I, and you know, I don't know the exact date, but let's just say I know I was using it in the month of October. So I'm just going to use that date. And I believe that's also the first date of use in commerce so i've been using this for about you know about a month now so i'm gonna just go actually it's not 2013 check your dates as i said always check so that's when i've been using the mark in commerce okay so we're doing that we've got this so we've got our classification we got our description of the goods and services we got our 1b is our filing basis that's intent to use okay and we've got we've got our specimen attached we've got a description we've got our dates of first use 
So now we're going to assign the filing basis down here, okay? So now you got that. And again, they're telling you, you have to make sure the statements are accurate um, because, you know, you know, they have to be accurate or you're, you're subject to cancellation. They're also, if you're doing the 1B, which is the intent to use, notice here I'm doing the 1A, which means I'm actually using it. If you're doing the 1B, you have to have a bona fide intention to use the mark with all goods and services. So when you make that big laundry list of all the clothing things that you're going to get a trademark on with your intent to use, and you say, well, I want to make this incredible clothing line with every piece of, be, be, be careful because you, there needs to be a bona fide intention to use the mark on all goods and services. And the examiner could require that uh, proof, by the way. So, but that's it. So you're getting that set up. So now you go continue. Um, if you have an attorney doing this, which is me, then yes, I would do, you know, I would do my name. You can add, add this information in and, you know, street address. I can add all that in again. Got my firm in there that's pc sometimes you gotta, gotta mess with that so we're just going to do that so check your addresses city state zip boom check your emails and then really all you're doing down here is check to authorize them to the uspto to communicate with you so do continue we got the address right hit continue you're working it Okay, so now you're getting down here. You're trying to register this on the principal register where you want to be. Um, so just check everything. Looks good, looks good, looks good. Here they're going to ask you to add a secondary email address. I'll put my wife. Sometimes she'll be on there if I need it. So again, so that's it. You just double check everything. Looks good. Phone number, right? Continue. Now, as you see, I only picked one class, and that was that legal services class, 45. So I'm seeking the service mark in that area, okay? 225 is the fee. I mean, I'm using the T's online, so that's 225. Not too bad, right? That's is all I'm paying for a trademark, okay? So uh, signature method, I'm just going to do sign directly right here. I'm going to put this, you really just kind of put your, whoops. Kind of just put your initials in the brackets there. See how I'm using those brackets? You put my name, there's my name. Pre-populates my phone. And then click on that, you'll get your date, 11-1-16. So that's really it. Read the declaration, you're signing this basically, saying that you, all your statements are true, that you're being uh, honest and accurate. And then you're just simply going to validate. Okay, so whoops, I forgot. See again, they put something. So I forgot the signatory's position. And I'm just going to put attorney. Forgot to put that in there. Then I'm going to validate. Okay, then you get to this page. You're just about done. You're just about done. Here's your chance to check what you've done. You've got your input. Go ahead and take a peek at that. And just go down and make sure this information is accurate. Once you submit it, you may have a hard time changing anything. Okay, so we got the mark, the, I've got my slogan there, the first name in legal services, make sure that looks right. The mark consists of standard characters without any claim to a particular font, style, color, size, or color. I don't care, I just want the name and then I'll figure out how I want to use it. There's my address, a phone number, got a website there just for reference, corporation in California, here's my international class, 45, here's my identification, we got a Section 1A filing. It, I've been used anywhere at least as early as 
and my first use in commerce is about the same date I started using at the same time and my specimen okay so if you got all that in there you got to be feeling pretty good these are some extra areas where you can translate and that's one of the screens if you've got to go back if you're using someone's name image or likeness you got to get consent so but other than that and I've got my disclaimer no claim is made to the exclusive right to use legal services apart from the mark shown I can't be the only person that uses that all right so you got all that down looks pretty good I got my T's plus all right so let's just go back and I feel good let's just check the mark one last time the first name in legal services looks good let's go back and here's some other things that you can look at but I really don't focus on I give a second little email acknowledgement there you got to put your email in a bunch of times so there it is boom 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 looking good in the hood and then you come over here if you've read and understood the pay again read these instructions don't skip over them just because I am I've read these so I'm not gonna read them again but take your time read everything in here okay and then really once you're done with that click that box pay submit pay submit okay that's gonna take you to a payment page okay now if you're registered in here you can sign in I just pay as a guest bada bing hit that get in there um, I'm not gonna do this page for you but you know that's it you're gonna put your credit card payment in and wada bing bada bingo that's how you file a trademark people that's how you do it that's how the big fancy lawyers do it. we all go through this page so there you have it never let it be said that you can't start your business on a shoestring budget get your corporations get your trademarks protect your intellectual property and if you need help where are you gonna go attorneysteve.com the first name in legal services thank you all I hope you've enjoyed this video if you like my channel like my videos give me a subscribe if you've got any comments give me some comments feel free to share this video on your social media networks and I hope you guys go out and kill it in business make millions baby have fun do what you love and fire your boss just kidding that's one of our jokes fire your boss and start your own company okay take care everybody Tony Steve out. Great stuff. Thank you, Steve. Hey, Heck, fire, your, fire your boss. Fire your boss. <laughs> yeah, I used to use that a lot. It just was one of my uh, taglines that I heard somewhere and I liked it. And, and I wish more people would do it. We like it too. <laughs> we, we, we want you to fire your boss and license That's right. ideas. And, That's and, right. Uh, the key to happiness, yeah. in my opinion. Well, Steve, thank you very much. That was fantastic. I have a couple questions, and I know a lot of people probably have questions. But the first one, how long does this take for them to get back to you to say, hey, you got it or not? Yeah, great question, and that's a very common question. And and so I usually tell people, consider about six months. If you have problems, it could go longer. But what happens basically, you apply for your trademark. It takes a couple months for them to appoint a trademark examiner at the USPTO. So really, there's just a couple months of lag time right up front, mm -hmm. and they're they're going to do their own review. They're going to do you know a search of they're looking for conflicts and, and likelihood of consumer confusion. So that's going to take a little while. If there's any objections, you're going to get a trademark office action letter. So if you do okay. it right and, and do everything right, 
probably six months or maybe a little bit less depending on uh, their caseload, but uh, okay. somewhere in that neighborhood. So in the meantime, I can put a TM. Can I put that on there? Yeah, that's, um, yes, that's a great question. You can actually put the TM, the TM, anybody can use it, You know, it's not a, it's not, there's not a law behind the TM. That's basically just putting other people on notice that, uh, you know, I consider this to be something important to me. And the, the goal in getting a federal registration is turning that TM into the R, which I think is the coveted IP asset and the one that really has value. But like I said, in the, in the video, you can, you can use that. If you don't want to get a trademark and you just want to get started uh, with your business, you can do a TM, you can put a TM on your slogans. And I would keep a pad if you're going to do that, keep a notepad and just put um, your different TMs. And when you're feeling ready for it, go and try to convert those into a, a trademark and build your, your okay. trademark portfolio. Okay. Steve, I have a couple questions here because um, this question is about this 1B, the specimen um, situation. I, um, I'm not using it. I'm an inventor. I plan on using it. How long do I have or what, what do I do in the meantime? Or can I show kind of some example of how I'm going to use it? How do I deal with that? Yeah, that's, and that was talked about briefly in the video, but yes, what, what there is, is the one B filing. And so say you're, you're a new inventor and you have kind of a, let's say you got your, the stages of getting your, your product developed, uh, prototypes and things like that. And you say, well, let's start a, I want to start a company. I want to get, you know, doing all the, the th you know, if I know you guys are more into the, to the licensing aspects, but if somebody says, I want to get a, a trademark for this, but I'm not actually using it in commerce, uh, trademarks have to, to get a trademark, you actually have to use it in commerce. That's, that trademark is based on use. So you, you would file the 1B as in biscuit, the 1B filing, uh, yes. and you don't immediately uh, submit any specimens with that. You just file okay. your one filing, um, it goes through the process, it, it eventually gets, the, the examiner will be assigned, they'll review it, it'll be public, if it's good, if it's a, it's a good distinctive trademark, it will be published for okay. opposition and you'll get a notice of allowance and then you have about six months to pr provide your specimen six months later so, so let's say i have a product and um it looks pretty good i mean maybe i'm doing a maybe not a production pre-production you know run or maybe i have some samples from china and it's got my my logo my trademark can i ship it to somebody and show that I, someone purchased it or someone got it to have that qualify for being used? Well, as, as far as your, your use that you, you want to be thinking about your specimens and what is, what they're going to accept the USPTO, mm -hmm. what are they going to actually accept as a specimen for your okay. goods? They, they want to see, they want to see your mark on your, your labels, your clothing labels, tags, okay. instruction manuals, things like that. If it's services, that you're that you're discussing marketing materials brochures photos website printout okay. anything that shows you're using your mark in conjunction with Got promoting it. goods or services okay fair enough what about the multi-classes what you know you you specified just one but let's say my trademark 
it's in multiple classes. So what does that cost me? And does that cost me, you know, double the 225? <laughs> is it? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you double your fund, you double, you double your fee. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when it, when it comes to trademarks, it's a, it, you're hitting on a very important point is that you can do multiple classes. You can do an extra class. As I mentioned, I did class 45 in, in my uh, video. I did class 45, but I, I could have added a couple others if I wanted. But the point that I try to explain to, to people is I get a lot of really excited people and they, they wanna protect everything all at once and the whole thing. And I say, well, let's make sure that you're actually using uh, in commerce or actually you know, engaged in these types of purchases, sales, those kinds of things in commerce so that you know that you're you're not overpaying for things that you're not using and things that you're not using somebody else could challenge down the road so i say don't get okay. greedy when it comes to the classes but the every class you okay. add is another 225 or 275 okay. if you're using the what they call the reduced fee yeah. which is the higher Steve, fee. i think i think people uh, mistakenly think trademarks are the same as patents you can file a patent for something and have it issue and prevent other people from using it or doing it without you doing it yourself, but that's not the case with a trademark. You have to use it in commerce, like you said. Yeah, that's a, a, another great point. So yeah, trademarks is based on use and really kind of the main difference with with, with trademarks and, and your patents are, you know, a trademark can potentially last forever as long as you're using it, paying the fees, um, keeping up with what, with, you know, the, the filings, it can potentially last forever. And that's why so many, you know, okay. big companies rely on their trademarks, Google, Microsoft, Starbucks, okay. all these companies. But you, you, you can, in patent law, you get a limited monopoly. So it's a short term mm -hmm. and then it passes over okay. to, so it's a different form of intellectual property. And in trademark law, you cannot trademark things that are functional. Whereas in patent mm -hmm. law, that's the whole point is you want something functional. So, so mm -hmm. that's kind of where that we do the handoff to you guys. Got it. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, I have a product, I have a trademark for the name and sure enough, I'm selling product myself or maybe I, uh, my licensee is selling product and all the copycats come out. That, that trademark is pretty important, uh, pretty important to take those off those online sellers, is it? Yes or no? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's really one of the, you know, there's one of the benefits of trade. Uh, most important benefit is that you have that exclusive nationwide right subject to any, you know, there may be some prior existing users here and there <laughs> that didn't file that what we call senior users. But, but yeah, you, you can, you can, and you should police your mark. Um, mm -hmm. and, and find out if anybody else is using your mark. And if so, this is where your cease and desist letter comes in. You ask them okay. politely to stop. And But yeah, it's to protect your brand and to basically keep others out of your space. Yeah, because it seems like the online sellers like the trademark. They like to use your trademark and all your copyrighted material too. They seem to, to love all that stuff because you've worked very hard develop that and they seem to copy it but um those are pretty yeah, good tools the, the copycat or the the piggyback and also in in my world we call them infringers and that's a lot of what our <laughs> firm 
is infringement law, but but yeah, it's uh, it's easy to try to want to to ride off the back of somebody else's hard work. Got it. Um, before we open up for questions, I have a really quick um, point I want to make. If you incorporate the design of your product into the logo of your trademark, does that have value? Well, yeah. I mean, I would I would say anything that has a. If I understand, are you, you referring to like a, a logo, a, a logo with a nice design? Yeah, I've seen a design that was incorporated in the logo, and you know, if you use that design and that certain classification, you, you get a cease and desist letter. I thought it was very clever the way they've done that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I don't yeah, think a lot of people. Yeah, so as far as filing, you know, filing logos and you know designs that you, I'm not sure if that's your your point, but you can obviously file your logo and a design together or separate, and um, you know, but yeah, there could be tremendous value in in having a really, you know, really nice mark. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Andrew. We've got a few more minutes. Why don't we open it up see if there's any questions? Yeah, I got a whole bunch. I'm, I'm sure Steve could do rapid fire on this. <laughs> All right. So um, first one's from Mike. Does owning a domain name suffice in protecting a name versus a trademark? Question mark. Well, those are two different things. So a, a domain name is more or less, I look at it as an address. Um, but it's not to say you can't uh, trademark a domain if it meets the requirements, you know, such as like amazon.com or something like that. But, um, but no, the, a getting a trademark, um, does a domain is not the same. A domain is more of an address. A trademark is an intellectual property asset. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not going to say the trade the domain name is not an asset. I bought, I actually invest in a lot of domains. So I believe domains are very important, good assets, but they're two different, things but i do like when you're thinking about registering for a trademark to be thinking about domains and trying to tie those in and also tie in with your social media handles different things you know your handles on on twitter and, and try to try to coordinate everything so it all fits together and that ties back into the importance of a really good search but they're two different things next one's from chad I've checked the trademark database and only found one previous use of the term it states dead at the bottom. Does that imply that I can now that it can now be used? Yeah, so dead is well not, yeah, yeah. I mean I'd say not yeah, you, you dead means dead. Dead is, is is means you're alive. Get going and have some fun with it, sure for sure. <laughs> uh next one's from Tone Tonus. I'm filing a US trademark if I'm filing a U.S. trademark from Canada, does the online process change much? Um, yeah, I wouldn't think it does. I mean, what I would do is is give it a try, and I'm pretty sure you're all going through the same portal at the USPTO. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I've never tried that, but I would assume it's the same. Come on, Steve. You need to drive to Canada and see if it's any different, yeah. and then get on your well, computer. I've and only, I've only been <laughs> once. Now wait. Yeah. Hey, hey Steve, I have a question. What about if I want to trademark something around the world? How do we? Oh, do that, that was the next question, Stephen. You you got Gabriel's question, but there you go. Go ahead. Stephen's hot today. He's hot. Um, 
Yeah, so <laughs> so trademark rights are are basically country by country. So if you want a, a mark, like some people will create and manufacture in China, so they might want to go get a trademark in China. That has to be done through some, some council or solicitor in the UK or whatever. It has to be done. Um, usually big big giant law firms will have lawyers in all, all areas of the world and they'll, they'll be able to handle something like that. But um, it, it's, it's kind of territorial. So you would want to find somebody in, in each area and find okay. out their rules. So you, if you file for a trademark, you've got to go in different territories. That, that could get quite expensive, couldn't it? Well, yeah, and you know, and that's why I say, I always, it's real important to not get greedy. The temptation to get greedy is so strong, mm -hmm. but I say, start small, start simple. Yeah. You guys have heard of the KISS principle, keep it simple. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, uh, it, yeah, start small, go, go where you need to go, but yeah, the cost can add mm -hmm. up. And try, you know, I, it, most most clients I deal with, you know, want to keep the cost down and build it up from there instead of starting big and hoping it works. Okay. Uh, Latonia says, "Thank you for the video. It's it's not her trademark is not being used. One B. How is that impacted with the six month time frame? If it's a one B filing? Yeah, thank you, Latonia, for the compliment. Um, yeah, so the one B. So so what would happen is you file the one B application." There's no need for any specimen to be filed. You're you're going to have, um, you know, six or more months. You can always get extensions of, um, you know, up to I think it's five extensions. So you can drag it out for years if you wanted to. But you have time to, you know, if you have a good idea and you want to make sure that you're going to get approved before you invest all your advertising dollars and. Um, 1B filing is the popular choice. Let's get in. Let's 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 submit the filing. We'll get the notice okay. of allowance. If it looks good, the trademark office will send you a notice of allowance. You have six months to give them the proper specimen, and you're good to go. So the the one the ITUs as we call them, intent to use, those are nice, and they're you mm -hmm. have no stress, but make sure you're keeping your eye on on getting getting a sample to them. Nice. Carlos says, uh, can I register my trademark first in one class and then later on, months later, in another class? Yeah, yeah, of course. And and so, um, but, you know, like I said, you can't go back and typically you would be filing a, a whole, a, a brand new, um, a brand new registration form. So let's say you get it and you get your first trademark in January and four months later you're using it you're using your mark in a different category or a, an additional category then you'd say hey well i want to protect this as well just go file another mark you saw the fee 225 not too shabby so yeah okay. uh, I, this one's for me steve sure. if you had a, if there was a trademark in tires and you had a new type of diaper um how how is it just basically like, you know, there's some bullies out there. There's some trademark bullies, you know, you might say like Monster Cable, you probably know about them and then uh, McDonald's and others. Um, how do you determine like, oh, well, as long as there's not confusion in the mind of the consumer, that they're going to confuse that tire trademark with the diaper trademark. Uh, how do you figure out whether or not you're violating somebody's trademark? 
uh, that is a key question. So um, trademark bullies, number one, yeah. I mean, I remember one case with uh, uh, the Godzilla company, like anything with Zilla in it, they, they claim the, the rights to the, to the reptile form. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have these and, they're, and again, they're trying to protect their space. They're trying to make sure their name does not go generic. If it goes generic, you lose your trademark. But there can be, and there often are, conflicting marks. Like uh, I use Lexus Legal Research, and there's a Lexus car out there. So how do they exist? Well, they're in completely different uh, channels. And the test is, is there a likelihood of consumer confusion? That's the test. There's a lot of different factors. Different jurisdictions have different rules, but there's like eight or nine factors that you look at but in general to me it's more of a common sense are we selling to the same people is it the same customer is the same channels of trade um but so that is what exactly what the trademark examiner is looking for is there that conflict where we have to deny the mark that's why i say do the research up front and and you know if you don't know you're not sure then seek legal counsel uh last one brian said can you get a trademark and use it to sweeten the licensing deal. Um, that's interesting. Um, yeah, trademarks um, tie into franchising. So where you see, you can't, um, you can't get a trademark and then try to sell it to somebody, but you can get a trademark in a successful business plan, a successful business and franchise, which is a form of licensing your trademark. So from that respect, yes, um, can you license it for merchandising? Well, that happens all the time. Um, NFL gear and things like that. Disney, they're licensing their their valuable marks to to uh, manufacturers and things like that. So, absolutely. Yeah, I love that question. Hey, Andrew, yeah. why don't you go to Steve's website for just a minute so we can wrap okay. up and see what else he does? All right. I, I'm a little confused, Steve. I mean. <laughs> you do a lot of I'm always confused, but you do a lot of intellectual property. Explain that to me. Um, well, yeah, yeah, we, I do everything literally except for patents. Patents require a special uh, bar admittance. Okay. People don't know that, but I do. Uh, you know, I do a lot of copyright laws. It says here um, there's a lot okay. of file sharing, copyright infringement. Um, right of publicity cases, things like that, but but a lot of infringement, okay? So a lot of copyright infringement related claims, and yeah. some of those are intertwined with trademark infringement. Um, some, many times I would say you'd see the two intertwined, somebody's copying photos or videos and also, or reselling software using the brand, all those kinds of things. So, uh, but yeah, so we do kind of all forms of uh, intellectual property okay. with a focus on copyright. I, I think I got a new a new tagline for you, Steve, the infringement guy. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, bada bing. <laughs> Maybe we'll hey, you, better file a, you, you better file a trademark on that. Hey, hey, hey God, real, I, real quick, real quick. <laughs> it, it, because of your specialty, it's very important because of the online sellers now, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Now, uh, that's why I say everything is pretty much inter interstate commerce now. Um, okay. and so yeah, you, uh, and, and it's getting crazy with what we call brand enforcement and, you know, trademarks, okay. the nice thing about trademarks is you get, 
international. I mean, you get you can stop infringing goods from coming in. Um, but mm -hmm. from a yeah, from a website perspective, you can easily search and monitor and find infringing marks and send cease and desist letters. Right. Protect your brand. Okay. Wonderful. Protect your brand. I love it. Steve, mm -hmm. thank you very much for coming on tonight. Guys, very thank educational. You Steve, and keep doing what you guys are doing. I'm here anytime if uh have other topics, but uh everybody march on. The dream is there, make it happen, and it's it's here for everyone. Thank you so much, Steve. Take care and keep inventing, everybody. Good night. Take care. Good night.